Hey everybody, welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 420 from May 8th, 1997, a Thursday night show. Back to back, two brand new episodes to the archive, this time with Kathleen Robertson and Greg Araki, the film director. Kathleen and Greg seemed to be a couple at the time, making what seems to be their classic Love Line debuts. Kathleen was something of a muse uh, for Greg and appears in several of his films. And this seems to be the infamous episode that leads to Adam Carolla being hired for a role in the movie Splendor. Greg's follow-up film to the film they're promoting tonight, which is titled Nowhere. Kathleen will return to Classic Love Line for episode 1041 in 1999 with Jonathan Sheck to promote Splendor, the movie Adam ends up playing Mike's stupid boss. Love Line history right here for you. There's at least one other time Adam was cast in a movie based on a guest appearing on the show, and that's the 1997 episode with Kevin Smith, which leads to him being cast in Jane Simon Bob Strike Back. We don't seem to have that episode in the archive yet, but it might show up. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Loveline is meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right. Uh, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, Dixon Medicine Specialist. And he can help you if the price is right. All right. Uh, tonight our guests are... Kathleen Robertson, who you know from, uh, she's Claire from 90210. She's also in uh, Nowhere, the uh, Greg Araki film, and uh, Greg Araki will be in here, too. And I s- now you got uh, his name right. You pronounced it right tonight. Well, he's here. Yeah. Well, I called him Greg Araki. Uh, 400 times. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it, listen, it's uh, A-R-A-K-I. I don't know. I would say Araki. All right, but here's the point. Uh, I should get in his next damn film. I better be in his next film. Because uh, we have had uh, Jason Simmons in here, who uh, was from Baywatch and is uh, in Nowhere. Uh, we had Rachel True and James Duvall, who uh, also star in Nowhere. And uh, between the TV show and the radio show, we have had every effing uh, cast member, crew member. Uh, we had the caterer from Nowhere in. And some of his other films, too, I think. Oh, yes, and Doom Generation, and uh, yes, uh, the, the list goes on. So the point is this. Uh, I need a bit part. He, he's always doing cameos. Wait till he gets in here. Don't, don't uh, telegraph your intentions. Uh, just spring it on him. All he, right. He I, I, prepare, right. I will... He's uh, in the other room listening to this. So, yeah. I'm sure he's not listening. I will, um, I will uh, dazzle him with my poise. Yeah, okay. And uh, my inner beauty, yeah. which uh, will come out over the airwaves, and he'll cast me in his next project. All right, what am I missing, Drew? Uh, uh, anyway, they'll be in here in uh, just a few minutes. So, uh, Drew? Yeah. What are, we, what are we missing? What did I want to talk about I'll tonight? Go. You got you got something picked out? Yeah, let's go. Hey, move that uh, magic board of yours around, I, please. I can't. They screw the, with the computer positions. Oh, well, okay. All right. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't remember how the show works, uh, we have a computer screen. The screen has uh, numbers on it. Uh, it, there's little snippets about how old the person is, uh, what their name is, and uh, two lines about their problems or a line and a half. I don't read the screen because I can't read and talk to people at the same time, and I can't come in here five minutes early and look at the damn screen and decide uh, which calls I, I want to take. Uh, Drew's in charge of reading the screen, and uh, that's why 
Well, oftentimes have evenings where there'll be like uh, one call, um, it'll be uh, gangrene, and the next one will be uh, Epstein Barr virus, and then we'll go uh, right into corporal tunnel syndrome, and then uh, hey, we got another gangrene call on the line. Uh, that's when I have to start yelling at Drew because Drew picks the calls. He has a little magic marker board, and he writes the number down. I just look at the number and punch it up on the keyboard. All right, you okay, Drew? Engineer Mike. Uh, uh, missing Working overtime. Coming up. <clears throat> That's good. Where are you going? Las Vegas again. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I, honestly, True. Guys, that is. Uh, I I gotta tell you, it's very surprising to not only myself and uh, slash uh, disappointing, else, but to many of the listeners so that a guy like you would no, go listen. into a uh, place that was so filled with sin. Here's the deal. Where else can you go with three kids and keep them entertained constantly and also escape and still? Have fun. Oh, you it's go anywhere with those mono no, girls. No, no, Come no. on. San Diego's about the closest thing we get because you can you're in the zoo and it's, you know, the SeaWorld and all day. But it, you're still you're still you can't get away. You're, you're locked in. Listen, you bring the Legos, you lock them in the room with no, the nanny, and you no. go out with the old lady. No, Come on, doesn't matter where you are. You can't do it. But we're gonna see Julio. No, my mom just loves Julio's. We got to get the tickets and got us tickets. Julio's your uh, nanny's cousin. Yeah, please. Who who is Julio? Julio Iglesias. Oh, really? Where, in Vegas? And, and got tickets. Oh, and. Drew is uh, giddy, too. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the great service you've done to me. For me. Uh, See, I like you better than Adam. I don't ask. Adam wants a chair, I say, hell no. Drew wants to take him to everything he wants, I get him. Where's Julio playing? Caesar's Palace. Oh, is he good, Drew? I've not seen him in person. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's not my thing. Do you swoon? It's for, it's for my mom and my wife. All right. Uh, He's very nice. He's a great guy. In fact, we're going to get him on the show, aren't we, Ann? Yeah. <laughs> She's she got that radio nod down. Here. Yeah, she really does. She, she, I'm working on it. She got it from you. He'll be in town next month. All right. Uh, Carrie, 14, you're on Loveline. Um, hi. Hi. My problem is that I have this friend. I've known him for about a year now. And um, he just recently told me that he was gay. Um, I like feel kind of weird around him now. Acting around. He was a good friend of yours? Yeah. Is he a different? Has he changed in some way? No, I never even noticed it. He just told me. How old is he? He's 15. 15. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does he have a boyfriend? No. No? I don't think so. Has he been with a boy? Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's trying to lull you into a false sense of security, and uh, then he's going to jump you. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad tactic for a 15-year-old. No, I mean, obviously, he's still your friend. He's still the same guy. Now you know something more about him. You think he could be lying to him? Mean, uh, he could be anything. We don't know him. I think but he's lying to himself. No, I don't know what uh, he's doing. All right, listen. I don't want to sound uh, like uh, Mr. Gay Basher here, but at 15, I'm not totally sure this guy no, totally do. knows no, no, uh, where do. he is. No, you're used to... You, <clears> I'm used re- to our callers. Yeah, the reason you can say is you're used to our callers who have a preponderance of problems with ambivalence, uncertainty about their identity. But it is certainly the case that a, a male could be clear about it by the age of 15. All right. I, bet, it, he, it, I yeah. bet he waffles a little. Uh-huh. All right, so, Carrie, what do you care? Uh, I don't, it's weird being around him because he told me that. Why, you feel differently about him now. You know what you ought to do? Yeah. You, you ought to tell him that it makes you feel weird. Tell, because, look, he... And I do kind of like him a little. Well, oh, okay. Well, don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's why he told you. <laughs> He's not gay. He likes your sister. <laughs> but even if he really is, which he probably is, tell him you feel funny. Then let, let him, he'd rather help you with your feelings and be honest with you about what, how your relationship is changing then lose you as a friend. Oh, and, and young gay males need a lot of support. I mean, they they have a tough burden. They really do. Yeah. And how would you like to be gay? You know, 
With your, with your poo-flinging friends. Oh, my. Think about that. <laughs> All right, please, uh, Drew. We have our own crosses to bear, uh, the poo-flingers, the, uh, the PFers. Uh, but l- let, me, let me tell you something. Uh, no, that would not have flown uh, with my friends right. uh, at all. Yeah, but think how you. But no have. gay man in his right mind would have hung out with uh, yeah, my but, friends but in, in high school let's, let's or afterwards. Imagine you, it, you, it came to you at the age of sixteen after being hanging out with these guys for a few years. Oh my God, this is my thing. What if they found out? How would you have felt day in and day out being confronted with that, knowing how these guys were? They would abandon you as friends. Uh, no, they wouldn't abandon me. They would just uh, attack me like uh, like some sort of bad you know, a prison movie, and then it would probably uh, be a steady diet of verbal uh, ridicule after that. But they wouldn't abandon me. They'd keep me around just so they could make fun of me. Mm. Uh, oh, that's better. Yeah, they're decent guys, Drew. Please yeah, don't yeah, sell them yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hershey, 25. Hi, Adam and Dr. Drew. Hey. Long-time listener, first-time caller. All righty. Good. Um, well, here's my thing. I was watching the movie World According to Garp. Mm-hmm. And Garp's mother got pregnant by having sex with a man who had a permanent erection due to some problem. They just had, there was a problem and he had a mm-hmm. permanent erection. He was in a coma or something, right? Yeah, something right. like that, yeah. Right. I didn't read the book, I just watched the movie. I think, uh, I'm not sure, but I think uh, women have taken advantage of me before when I was comatose. You should be so lucky. I really should. Okay. Uh, uh, you, you might What's your question? A certain amount of hyperbole in that. Uh, I was talking to tale. my friend about this. I was talking to my friend about this. That his mother is a nurse. Yeah. And according to her, according to him anyway, he says that she said that a long time ago, men, there used to be men that like they couldn't get erections at all. And so a thing that doctors would actually do is like release a little valve in in the penis somehow and make it so they just right, had a right. permanent erection. All right, all right, all right, all right. And I just wonder. No, 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 no. You're getting all, you're getting it all screwed up here. All right. Here, okay. here is the deal. Okay. That. In the old days, when men couldn't get erections, doctors would put rods into the penis, implant the them, rods, which they still do. Metal? Uh, sort of a pliable metal. Oh, look, like. what do you care? It's a rod. <laughs> to, keep, to give it a permanent erection. A rod doesn't ply a metallic. Uh, if it's wood, it's a dowel or a popsicle stick. Right, it's uh, a oh. metal object. Yeah. yeah. Metal, metal rod core. means metal. Metal core. But now they have the ones that you know that inflate, you can inflate them. Inflatable rod. They're they're like and some some of them have the, the sort of the pump on the tip and the rod sort of become more tumescent and then they go back down well, again. Well, it's not a rod; it's a bladder at that point. It's a bladder, right? Absolutely. But but uh, so those are the more modern versions of what they used to do. It gave men consistent erections. This now deflates and inflates at the guy's <laughs> whim. Uh, there's a condition called priapism, which is a painful sustained erection that will not go down that is actually quite dangerous, because if a man doesn't do something about that, he can actually have permanent erectile failure. Is this uh, is all hypothetical uh, here, Hershey? Yeah, I, I just heard about it in a movie. It's, it's, so you've got, it kinda, you've got it all kind of mixed up, okay? Well, right, are you clear now? I've that, heard about the things that they pump up. I've heard about those. Right. There's no, there is no condition that will allow men to walk around with a permanent Well, let me investigate Hershey. Not not without having very serious long-term consequences, and they're never permanent. permanent. Why the preoccupation with the male phallus, Hershey? I've never had a good reason to call. Oh, okay. All right. You all right? I'm glad I called. You you married? No. You got a man? Well, kind of. What's that? What's up there? Oh, he disappears every once in a while. He goes out of the country. Uh Why? It's his job is... Preoccupation, he does it. Preoccupation? Was he a drug dealer or something? No. I think she no, meant he occupation. Teaches, he teaches language in other countries. Uh-huh. The language of love? No. Okay. I keep, eye, I keep an eye on that guy. 
I don't trust guys that travel and teach. Where are you calling from? It's a dangerous cheating combo. You got I'm the teaching and the traveling. Minneapolis, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So he's good to you? Yeah. Yeah, he got me emerald earrings. All right. Uh, check them. Uh, bring them to a pawn shop. Make sure they're real. I don't trust this guy. Heard about it for two seconds. I don't trust a guy who teaches and travels, Drew. Right. Teaching and traveling. Uh, it's the only thing worse than uh, teaching and traveling is uh, te uh, preaching and traveling. Right. You know they're up to something. All right. Billy, 18. Um, yeah, um, I have a small penis, and um, I was wondering, you know, I've heard that it's not the size that matters, but um, I've had an encounter where I got laughed at before having sex. I cannot believe that. It's true. <laughs> laughed at magic wand makes my penis grow. Like like a nervous laugh, or and you interpret um, it as, as uh, like like haha, that's pretty funny laugh. Ridicule. Yes. Uh, what uh, what size are we talking about, Billy? Like erect, um, four about four inches. Nah, I don't know. Uh, no, Drew. Uh, Drew held up his pinky. Uh, I'm looking at my pinky right now. I'm looking at uh, three. Three and an eighth tops. We're talking uh, possibly forefinger. Forefinger, right? Yeah, about that. One next to your pinky? Um, yeah. Then what about width? Uh, I don't know. About, I guess about half an inch, well, three quarters of an inch wide, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very... That's <laughs> Rod Stewart uh, when he was in here and we talked about penises. No wonder uh, Rod didn't let me up to his house. Ironic that you uh, can't talk about penises with a guy named Rod. Uh, all right, so it's not a whole lot bigger than the forefinger. Right, right. Okay. Um, uh, you're not going to, you know, um, hurt any women with this uh, unit of yours, uh, Billy, but certainly uh, it shouldn't stand in the way of a uh, healthy physical relationship. That's the thing. I haven't ever brought a girl to an orgasm, and I was wondering if, like... Ah, the, 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 the penis... 18. Yeah, believe me, Billy, don't worry about it. Uh, unless you're going out with, uh, you know, women in their 40s, I wouldn't worry about it. You're, you're dating what, 17, 18-year-old women? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. They don't get there uh, that early anyway. All right. Here's the situation, Billy. You have a bit of a handicap right. with the penis. You understand that? Mm -hmm. Don't dwell on it. It's a bit of a handicap. <laughs> Many a man has a penis your size and small. But let me tell you why handicap workers make the best employees. Why, Drew? Why do the handicap? Uh, they they have, compensate. Yes, they have statistics on this. You hire a guy in a wheelchair, he, he shows up earlier because he knows it might take him a little longer to negotiate the hall or uh, the elevator. Uh, they have a handicap, so they overcompensate. They push themselves harder. Sexually, you have a bit of a handicap, but it will, uh, it will turn, that, that penis will turn to gold, I'm telling you, because you will overcompensate with the oral pleasure, uh, the smooching, uh, the grinding, uh, the spooning, uh, the cuddling, and all that stuff that women like uh, more than intercourse anyway. You understand, Billy? Yes. You could turn out to be the world's greatest lover. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're not loving yourself now, are you, Billy? No, not very much. No. Okay. Uh, use, uh, no, I didn't mean it that way. Uh, go the oil route, Billy, and overcompensate and overachieve. Okay. All right. Well, I'd love to get a, uh, I'd really love to get a list of famous Americans with small penises. Now, I would be willing, uh, I'd be willing to bet that some of the guys in life, uh, Abe Lincoln, perhaps, some of the founding fathers, no, your name Abe, you gotta be hung.
Ben yeah. Franklin? Ben Franklin. Now, Ben looked like he wasn't hanging too good. <laughs> yeah, flying kites instead of in, indoors where it's warm, pleasuring himself in front of the fire. But I would love to get a list of famous Americans who are under-endowed. And I'll bet you... Just make uh, yourself feel better or what? <laughs> All right, true. Yeah. You're warming up for Vegas, aren't you? Is that we gonna do some shtick? Are you gonna Are you gonna open for Julio, or are you just gonna sit there and watch him like a monkey you are? Now listen to me. Yeah. Where was my point? And uh, quiet down for a second. And yelling my ear. I I would. Uh, is there any way to chart this, Drew? Because I think when a man has a smaller penis, he goes out and tries to conquer the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's uh, Napoleon's yeah. penis uh, no, complex. Right. And, and to the extent that that is a symbol for self. Yeah, Guys with huge that. penises just sit home and look at their penis. <laughs> they don't go out and conquer the world. Uh, interesting theory. All right, thank you. Thank you for climbing a half on board uh, with that. All right, uh, Greg Araki is here. What the? Damn this place. Uh, anyway, so uh, headphone trouble. Uh, where was I? Kathleen Robertson is here. Greg Araki is here. Uh, Nowhere is the name of the film. It's coming out tomorrow, and uh, they will be in here in just a scant four minutes. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Shenanigans. 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 So, once again, you're struggling with what to get that gamer slash geek in your life. You know, the one surgically attached to the screen, speaking a language that you can barely understand. Well, here's the answer. Loot Crate. That's right, Loot Crate. It costs less than 20 bucks a month, and you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items that are targeted right at your gamer geek. This month's Loot Crate is a head-to-head, rough-and-tumble battle for your senses. As Loot Crate celebrates fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your geek and gaming favorites, including exclusive collectibles from Mega Man and Assassin's Creed. They've also got Halo, Street Fighter, and more surprises. Plus, when you sign up, you get the chance to get exclusive t-shirts you won't find anywhere else. You do not want to miss out on this in November. Well, maybe you do, but your gamer will not. You've got till 9 p.m. Pacific on the 19th to subscribe and get this month's crate. If you wait till the 20th, it's over, you miss out, and everybody's sad. So make sure you get to LootCrate.com slash podcast. And then when you get there, enter code podcast and save 10% on all new subscriptions. That's LootCrate.com slash podcast. The solution to your holiday gift problems for every gamer, geek, and pop culture enthusiast on the planet. Go there. They'll make you look cool for less than 20 bucks a month. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else. Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. That's right. Every week we offer our personal insight to real problems submitted to us by real people. And sometimes even our comedy friends join, like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams. The important thing is, the advice is often pretty bad. But hopefully always funny. So go to podcastone.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice. Thanks, guys. KUPD. Hi, I'm Jerry Springer, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. 
All right. Uh, hey, uh, you know, we were on Talk Soup tonight, Drew. We were? Somebody called and uh, told me. What? And what What about? What about? Uh, you, you, do you know what Talk Soup is? Kind of. All right. If, if you can't find it in a uh, in a uh, pharmaceuticals catalog, uh, Drew does not know it exists. So, so explain to me what we, what we have been on there for. All right. Well, I don't want to be rude uh, to uh, Kathleen and Greg, but uh, uh, indulge me for just one second. Uh, Talk Soup is that show uh, Greg Kinnear used to host, and now they got the new guy hosting it, and it's on um, I don't know, E. Right. And thank you. And uh, they Talk Soup is where they sort of keep you abreast of all the junk TV. They have Jerry Springer and, uh, you know, Geraldo and uh, all that stuff. And they, and they you know, basically it's, uh, they just show f- footage of people fighting with folding chairs on stage uh, while, while it's broken up. They showed, me, broken they showed up. me John Favreau, didn't they? No, I didn't, uh, I didn't see it. Someone just told me uh, there was a love line thing on it. Yeah. All right, Drew? That's nice. All right. Uh, it, boy, he's a, he's a great partner, isn't he, everybody? <laughs> do, you, do you see the chemistry here? Do you see what I have to work with? Uh, I, I swear to God, uh, which one, a pen or teller? Which one doesn't talk? Uh, teller? It's worse than working with teller because there's no physical comedy. It's almost like working with teller on radio. It's, uh, he's never heard anything. Uh, when he has, he doesn't care. And then he, he finishes every sentence with a, hmm. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. All right, so uh, Greg Araki. He's ignoring you right now. He's oh, yeah, he's signing autographs. Yeah, Drew, stop signing that. It's very rude. <laughs> very rude. Come on, read a bio and stop signing things. <laughs> Kathleen Robinson is here from, uh, I was calling Robinson or Robertson, uh, from uh, 90210, who I just saw uh, last night, although I was talking on the phone the whole time, so I don't really know what was going on, but you uh, look good. Thank I'll you. I'll tell you that right now. Thank you. And uh, Nowhere is the film. Now, I was... Uh, talking before on the air uh, that I was going to hit Greg up for a part uh, you know you, you make you basically you make a movie every every year or a year and a half right every five minutes I have a new movie you just keep rolling along right <laughs> I mean uh, doom generation and uh, totally effed up uh, before that right? right and the list goes on and it goes on and on yeah. and I, I swear to you we've had eight people and we started on the TV show like a month ago, right? No, two months ago. Was it two months ago you were on the TV show? I'm promoting this. Yeah. And it's just been one big constant plug. It's almost like an infomercial. I really need... I, I need I a... Like you a, need something out of it. I need a piece. I, I need some points. I love line for all the support. <laughs> well, actually it's that's it. You're off the hook. You all right, that's good. Yeah. But seriously, you have a lot of cameos in this, yeah. right? Uh, John I Ritter. I have the perfect part for you in my next movie. So now, now don't, now don't kid. Uh, the the pedophile clown. <laughs> no, seriously. You read the script already. Be careful. <laughs> I know your work. All right. So tell us. Uh, speaking of cameos, and then we'll work me into the next, uh, the next film. Um, give us. Uh, there's Ritter. Uh, is Tracy Lords uh, writers in this? Um, uh, Christina and Applegate. Doherty. Shannon Doherty. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Um, what a Peter and Jam Brady. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Peter. Uh, Christopher Knight and Plum. Plum. Right. And, Julie uh, from the Love Boat. Lauren Twos. <laughs> right. Uh, Charlotte Ray makes a wonderful. Uh, the uh, the mom from uh, the Facts of Life. Right. Oh. And Gibby Haynes from Butthole Surfers uh, plays Judy Fruit. He's the guy who has the big party at the end of the night. So. And 
It's basically uh, been described as uh, like... Uh, 90210 on acid. Thank you. Yeah. Or something with nipple rings. Like with nipple rings or Saved by the Bell on uh, mushrooms or whatever. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have not seen the film in its uh, entirety, but yeah. I have seen... No. Well, get us a copy. I, I will watch. I really look forward to this. One. Oh, you, yeah. we're not going to give you a tape. You have May to go 9th, tomorrow night. Sunset the Five in West Hollywood. You got it. and you can stop by the Virgin Megastore on the way out and get the CD. On get the soundtrack. <laughs> Who's on the soundtrack? Uh, Three Eleven, Radiohead, Elastica, um, Suede, Marilyn Manson, Catherine Wheel, all the. The list goes on. Yeah. How, how is the? Uh, how is the? K Rock's All Stars are all on the. Uh, and uh, so some of Loveline's all-stars, uh, too, because we've had a lot of those people on the show. What? Um, actually, it's true, though, that I just want to make a plug for Loveline. I mean, I actually do listen to the show, and a lot of the themes of the, of the, um, of the movie actually tie into Loveline, which uh, is why. Absolutely. That's why I'm looking forward to saying it. Yeah, which of, is why I need a piece of the action and why I should be cast in the next Greg Rocky no, I, project. I, I do. I actually I plug Loveline. Um, when I do interviews and stuff, because a lot of people go, you know, our kids really like this today. Or that, what, what that's the this? point, because I, I think you, you're really giving a, a dose of reality, and people are just not willing to hear it. Yeah, they just don't want to look at it. And people think that, you know, like, oh, this is just L.A. And no. I said, mm -mm. You know, this Loveline show, they get calls from Kansas, you know, and these people, these kids out there, you know, they're, it's not all, you know, all... Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, there. it's not all. It's not only sons and daughters of uh, divorced uh, uh, attorneys and uh, co-cores or something that are running into this uh, problem. It's uh, everyone uh, these days. Uh, you know, as soon as you hit puberty, uh, these subjects come up. You know We're what? willing to talk about you, them here on Love Line, and that's what? what makes us so bold and so attractive. All right, you want to ask him again for the part? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a dynamic personality, don't you? Well, have you noticed your ratings have gone up since I mentioned you in every interview? I ever See? Oh, yes, it's through, through the roof, yeah. especially in Kansas. But, but <laughs> it was interesting. When, this, when they first started having discussions about putting this show across the country, I thought, God, how fascinating it's going to be to hear how kids are having different qualities of problems in different right. cultures across the country. No different. Uh -huh. Same. Every kid sounds like a 17-year-old from mm -hmm. Huntington Beach. Oh. And it, it's it's right across the country. The same things are happening everywhere. Yeah, right. and I really think that it's and I think that's what I think is the really fascinating thing about this show is that um, some of the calls you know you can tell are fake, but most of them are real kids with real problems, and they really touch on a lot of these themes of sort of confusion and all this kind of crazy stuff going on that is like nothing. You know, and that no movies, one else is really dealing with. Yeah, it no makes my movies look like nothing. I mean, in terms of what the stuff like these kids are calling your show about. So. But have you, uh, in, I mean, you work in, in, uh, in these themes with uh, younger actors, mm -hmm. traditionally. Right. And it's sort of, uh, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but it's sort of a 90s John Hughes with, a, with an edge on it. Yeah, it's like Clueless with no... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But what are your aspirations? I mean, do you want to uh, go off and do different genres? I mean, would you like to do a, uh, a Western? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, my, my, um, Nowhere's my sixth film, and, um, but the, the film's totally effed up. Doom Generation and Nowhere are actually a trilogy of films I want to make about this kind of lost generation. Right. So the, these three films are sort of in that alienated teenage genre, but I you know, certainly will forward to making all different kinds of movies. Okay, because I, I had a, it's, it's very loose, uh, but I had an idea about a uh, irate uh, talk show host that kills uh, his doctor partner 
uh, dismembers his body and uh, feeds it uh, to uh, seagulls uh, like chum off the back of a um, rented boat in the uh, Santa Monica to, Bay. To, to create hell and chaos in the uh, killer's life. <laughs> oh, you mean he haunts him? Yes. No. <laughs> no, no I, I, I wouldn't miss a minute's sleep. Do you have any ideas for a cast on this? Or? Uh, just me. <laughs> me and Drew's corpse. Drew's lifeless corpse. How would they know? <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't know. They'd probably think you were uh, just, uh, boy, Drew seems a little tired. They'd probably come up with that until about the one-hour mark of the film until they realize you're dead. All right, uh, we'll now, take, you know, what? You know that, like, people like Drew, you know, they have, Drew has the wildest life imaginable, I'm sure. No. It, it's <laughs> wild in terms of commitments and responsibilities. That's about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a hectic life. It's but always uh, the people like Drew that you got to watch out for. Yeah, you know, you'd think you'd think uh, that would be Drew. That <laughs> that that he would just uh, as soon life. as the bedroom door closed, uh, uh -huh. he would just spring open like a like a bag of Doritos, and all sorts of bizarre sexuality would come spilling out of him. But you know what? Now. How would you know that, Adam? Not that interesting. I know. <laughs> I, I can uh, I can uh, tell a man like a like a grocer when he thumps a melon and listens. I've thumped through many a time. And, okay, uh, well, we'll just leave it at that. He reads a lot into the, who uh. your partner is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Drew. All right, let's go to some uh, phone calls, and uh, we'll talk about nowhere as the uh, night wears on. And I, I, uh, I will get a commitment from Greg before the night is uh, through to cast me as in, in some fashion in his next project. I'll have to sign that napkin. Please, uh, Carrie, twenty-three. Hi, um, Kep um Kathleen, I'm, I like uh, um, hearing, um, watching you on nine hundred two one zero. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I have a problem. Um, I was molested when I was younger, like for uh, many years. I, I was almost going to huh? suggest we put money down on this one. Just you could tell by the voice. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, well, how, were you like 8 to 12, something like that? No, more like 4 to 10, four something to ten. like that. Okay. My uncle um, did it, and they, they keep it a secret in my family because he's retarded. Oh, my gosh. Um... Here's a movie theme. And, and what's, you know, you know, I'm uh, I'm visually impaired, so it's kind of, they don't really, you know. Uh, all right, now don't get mad because the last visually impaired person that called up got mad if, when I said blind. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. But are you blind? Yeah. What was your original problem? Why are you blind? Why are you impaired? Oh, um, from Coats disease. It's um, uh, oh, scar tissue around the retina. Hold on, Drew uh, is confused. That means it doesn't exist. Were, were you uh, you got a lot of oxygen when you were uh, infant or something? No, um, it just it, happened. It's just um, a congenital thing. Sure. It just happened. Yeah, when I was little. Hold on, Drew. How do you get a lot of oxygen? Now your parents well, leave you outside. No, no. Uh, when, 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 when you're premature babies, oh, they put you, you at 25 years. Put you in the put, tent. Put high flow oxygen, and they get these overgrowth of vessels in their retina. Oh, really? Yeah. You think that'd make for like super vision or no, something? No. no. All right, so Carrie, you're totally blind. Yeah. Since uh, you were an infant? Uh, two years old. Two years old. And your uncle uh, molested you uh, repeatedly w while you were blind mm -hmm. at his house? Yeah. Um, oh, my also did God. My, he did it to my si both my sisters oh. and two of my cousins. Whose brother is this? Um, my my mom's. Oh. Where were your parents during all this? Um, they were out in the... Out in like, he would do it in his room, and they would be out in the kitchen. Oh, my God. How, uh, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I know uh, there's a lot of uh, effed up people out there, but just try to get in touch with that impulse. Uh, my sister uh, just uh, just had a baby uh, about uh, two months ago, and 
I'm just trying to think of that impulse where I feel up the baby. Or, or go after, or, you know, five years from now, go after the, uh, the five-year-old. How foreign is that? How, how bizarre is that? I, I mean, I, I mean it, it, it's almost, know, it's, it's unimaginable. It's a function of what people internalize at what phase in development. If something weird happens, someone, they're a little child, they internalize that experience and it becomes a part of their function. And their sexuality gets expressed towards those sorts of internalized images. Um, is this common around for retarded people to do uh, yeah not yeah there's a lot of a lot of problem with behavior in retarded people obviously but why what was up with your parents that we're gonna leave uh the uh you know young in uh in the room with uh the retarded uh uncle we'll take the uh, blind kid uh we'll pair her up with the retarded uncle and then we'll put him in the room we'll turn the stereo up real loud and we'll go in the kitchen right I mean, what is up with your parents, Gary? Because he was a man that um, took care of us. He took us to the park and, you Uh, know, did did stuff with us. And and they just had no idea. Mm Mm-mm. No. Oh. Uh, all right, so your question now is wow. uh, is what? Oh my God! Well, how how do I tell um, now my now they're it's in this another generation where my cousins are having kids and there's two girls. But they knew they it happened to them too, right? No. Um. Well, my guy cousins aren't. Uh, there's a, I have a lot more guy cousins than girls. Um. And nobody knows about it. In that, in that um, family's having a kid. Some do. Some do. My cousins. You, you got it. Uh, what about your mom? I, I, she's obviously not showing the great greatest judgment, but could she deliver the message to the, to your cousin? Um, she she brought, she been. Um, I told her a couple years ago, and she she's like, oh, I don't like it that it happened to you, but um, he can't help it. Oh my God. I'm I'm close to my mom now and everything because we've gone through a lot lately, but I just. I didn't like the way she, you know, she just didn't talk to my grandmother about it, because so that's where I live with, my grandmother. Uh, how did this guy have so many, he had a bunch of kids? Or his uh, sister had kids? Um, my, my aunt, they're my aunt. Oh, okay, he didn't have kids, uh, but they're hanging around him again. That's like a new bath. You know what you need to do? You need to notify the authorities. You have to do that. Um, I was just thinking about talking to the mothers, but... No. Yeah, but your mom, you already talked... Well, first yeah. off, your mom, your mom is a... I don't trust your mom, uh, because she was present, yeah. uh, in the first place. And, it's, uh... It's too much craziness. She should have, she should have, uh, sussed something out. Yeah. yeah. Let me, let me give you a phone number to call and sort of can help you refer to some, perhaps, a, a social agency in your area. It's 1-800-522-8336. Mm-hmm. 1-800-522-8336. Make the social service referral you really are obliged to. You've got to save these kids. Yeah, cause he will do it again. There's no doubt about he it. He also goes to um, church every Sunday and go, volunteers at the Sunday school for five-year-old kids. Oh, no, please, 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 please. So now he's really, I mean, now he... Please. Oh, please. Uh, if you want help, stay on the line. I'll talk to you about it. You, yeah. you have to do this. You have to do this. Yeah. You have to do that. Okay. All right, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Then take care of yourself, too. I will. Uh, you, you're in relationships and all that? Everything's yeah. fine? Boyfriend, he, he just recently, recently went blind. And, um, we're, we're Is that just a coincidence? Or? Um, no, he only went blind before I knew him, like a few oh. years back. Okay. Oh, that... <laughs> there was some sort of curse or something. No. All right, uh, so you didn't force him to go. He wasn't masturbating too much. Is that what, is that what you're asking, Drew? No, you can no. test okay. it back there. Uh. <laughs>
I certainly have. I, I see. I have a vision like a cat. Uh, I, I really do. And uh, nobody masturbates more now. Yeah, the, the whole estate, that, that is a great example of how people that perpetrate that stuff just spray the environment with poison. I mean, they ruin all the kids they can. Think about how many dozens of kids that guy's affected, and they're going and they're going to go out and have chaotic relationships right. and screwed up families. Yes, it's like emotional crabs. And it's, I mean, if you do speak up and, and do something about it, just, I mean, think about all of the kids that you'll be protecting from uh, this. You know, oh. that's a great thing. And not only that, but I mean, it's it's the kids' kids. Yeah. Uh, because what you do is you create. Right. Uh, these uh, monsters. I, I hate to sound trite, but I mean, you get hold of a, especially a boy, you work him over real good uh, at, at the right at the right age, and any you know any time before 15, and then uh, as soon as he hits puberty, he's working the neighbor kid over. Uh, girls uh, just uh, you know crawl up into a shell or something like mm -hmm. that, but guys they have to go out and uh, act out. You know, it's funny. Uh, Greg and uh, Kathleen are both very disturbed uh, by this call. Mm. Uh, Drew's eating. Uh, uh, no, but here's my point. Uh, we hear so much of this crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're sitting around. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I feel bad uh, for, the, for the caller. I absolutely do. And uh, I don't wish this upon anybody. But uh, I could see our guests were, like, really uh, physically upset. They were sort of posture was slumping down. They looked very uh, depressed. Just another call. Yeah, just another call here on Love. Um, I don't know. I do find it really upsetting, <coughs> though. Oh, it, oh. it is. I'm oh. just. It, we should like be I upset. Listened, We're just I jaded. I listened the other the other night when you had Rachel and Jimmy on, and there was a little a girl who was 13 that called up and was on her second or third abortion. Oh yeah, right. And it's yeah. Just, so it's just. Oh. It is. Uh, it's just unbelievable. It is a. Uh, sort of sad state uh, that we're in uh, yeah. as a country or possibly as a planet and i'm not sure if things are much worse now than they were 50 years ago and now we just oh they are yeah all right well, let me finish my thought Drew. uh maybe now you just have the way uh, ways of hearing about it yeah, internet love television line. uh love line uh, <laughs> for example but um I get the feeling that people are growing up faster uh, than they can handle. Mm -hmm. They're getting into their sexuality faster than they can handle. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of grave consequences that are coming from that. The multiple abortions and molestations and all kinds of uh, venereal diseases and unwanted pregnancies and so on and so forth. Uh, we talk about this on this show. The politicians uh, will not. You will hear them talk about crime. You will hear them talk about pollution uh, and the economy, but they will never, ever uh, broach the subject of uh, teenage pregnancies. The and core they will not get to the core. The, and this is why we have crime. And this is why we have uh, unemployment. And this is why we have, uh, you know, wife beating, uh, domestic abuse, uh, alcoholism. It's, it's a bunch of uh, people growing up without parents in horrible, horrible environments. And if we could just get to that core, which is, hey, everyone, uh, everyone under 20, stop having so many goddamn kids. This uh, would turn around this nation, but the pussy politicians do not want to step up to the plate because it's such a taboo subject, and they're all wussy. All right, thank you. Careful. Oh, boy, we got Let me tell you something, Greg. And we're... <laughs> I already have some ideas about our next project. Uh, we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be having a great time. Oh, I can see us on the set. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. Like, hey, Greg, uh, as long as you're over at the uh, snack table there, give me one of those uh, sticker bars, would you, buddy? Oh, it's going to be great. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be... Yeah. Float. 
I'm right, you will. And the other thing you'll know about is Reverie Bed, man. Oh, man. Just talking to some car guys about this because I said, uh, get a good car, get a good bed, get a good TV set, and call it a damn life, people. It's on that Reverie Bed. I was on it. Watching Monday Night Football last night, cheering away. I mean, you know, uh, Sonny's such a nice boy that if he ever watches me, if he ever comes in and I'm watching even SportsCenter or just I'm watching Monday Night Football, he just walks in and he'll go, Who, who's your favorite team? And I'll, it'll be Dallas playing the Redskins. And I'll go, I don't you know. I'll pick the underdog. I'll pick the Redskins. Yeah. All right. Then he'll start rooting for the wow. Redskins like feverishly just because he's a good kid. Yeah. Natalia will do the exact opposite. So she started <laughs> rooting for Dallas. And uh, took the bed, leaned it up. Sonny grabbed hold of the uh, well-worn polar bear that he got me as a uh, gift for Father's Day many years ago that uh, resides on the bed. And we sat there and watched Monday Night Football with the vibrating reverie bed. Nothing better, people. 888-888-5990. Or you can go to sleeplikeadam.com for 101 night no-risk trial. If you don't love it, you send it back. You get a full refund. It is just the best. It's Reverie Bed. 888-888-5990 or sleeplikeadam.com. Dawson. In the Adam Carolla listener who calls Reverie to learn more and decides to purchase a Reverie sleep system or receive a $250 voucher for Reverie accessories, you must call to be eligible and specify that you were referred by Adam Carolla. Voucher cannot be applied to reduce the purchase price of the sleep system. Uh And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Can I go now? Oh, all right. Uh, we're starting the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is Love Line, man. We're all excited to do uh, Phone number 1 800 LVE 191. Fax number 310 Kathleen Robertson and Greg Rocky are here from. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. From uh, nowhere. <laughs> And uh, what the hell was I uh, about to ask? Oh, we're talking. Uh, uh, what the? John no, Favreau, we're talking about that. No, I know, I know. I'm tired of talking about <laughs> John kids. Favreau. Uh, I wanted to talk about your uh, kids. Yeah. I wanted to. Uh, I had a question for. Uh, what's that look for, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Tongue sticking out the side of her cheek. Uh, all right, what is this? Uh, all right, uh, I can't remember what I was going to ask, but I, I asked about that uh, painting, uh, the stenciling you have on the top of your hands. Uh, this um, is new. I've seen this all the time now. Um, is that henna something? It's called Mendy. It's Indian uh, temporary um, stenciling. How long does that last? It lasts like three weeks. Where do you but, get it done? Um, oh, the woman will kill me it's for on, not remembering. It's on 3rd Street. It's like this little mint green building. Um, but everybody, I think it looks really pretty, personally, but everybody has been telling me that it looks like I have some weird skin disease. We've seen a lot of people with Or that, that. it looks like or a they, bird. People put it on their, around their feet and things. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. They do it like women do it around their belly and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, uh, I, I, it, if, it, if the pattern is too busy, it looks like scarring. That's, that's the thing. Video? Yeah, it's pretty if you're, you're holding still and I'm up close. But if you're just walking <laughs> down the street swinging your arms, it's like, oh, that poor like, girl oh. must have saved someone from a fire or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, so you have to kind of hold still. Yes. Or just go for bolder things it's like a, sergeant stripes or it, something. It's a little expensive, too. It's it like is. It's $85 uh. for that, and it's gone in three weeks. So yeah. it's a little... A, a, 85 a little bucks. Uh, I convert everything into pornography. Uh, that is... Uh, 
That'd be both. That's like a well. That's like uh, eight or ten good movies uh, for me. Ten. Oh yes, you got to know where to shop. Uh, you buy the, the seven ninety nine ones. Uh, seven? Are you kidding? Who <laughs> <laughs> do I look like? Daddy Warbucks here. I get the ones out of the reject bin at the liquor store. <laughs> the ones where, uh, like, uh, yeah, the guy brought it home. It's only been jacked off to four times. <laughs> uh, on Sunday, yeah, by a little old lady. All right. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? All right, so Drew, uh, I, uh, all right, all right, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. all right, the redundancy department. Please, I have to kill ten hours uh, a week on this damn show. Uh, we don't have any records to play, and I'm not like you. Uh, cut. We'll try it again. It just all spills out. And it's it, it's it's probably from listening to our callers too much who say stuff like, uh, "Yeah, we're engaged to be married." That's the big line. Uh, is there any other kind of engagement, Drew? But uh, the point is this. The kids are four, and uh, now Greg's got me thinking about every syllable. Uh, you tried to enroll them in a special school, right? Right. right. Uh, and when I say special, I don't mean that uh, euphemistically. I mean it was uh, for, for high, smart high kids. High-powered, yeah. High-powered school. Right. And uh, they did a, how long, a two-hour test? Right. And what kind of, what is the test? Uh, so you can very, go very the mysterious. longest without wetting themselves? Or what do you do it for? That we, we walked into the room, they had all these stations, different stations with, with testers at each station. Really? And, uh, you know, numbers wow. and letters and locks and dress up and play and this and that. And uh, they take them for a couple hours. Right. We don't get to see it, so we don't know what happened. Hmm. All right. Now, we, one we, we wait in a room, all the parents wait in a room, and a phone call comes in, and your kids are ready. Oh. That's it. <laughs> There's probably all sorts of, like, sodomy and debauchery yeah. uh, going on. Were the kids crying when they came out of the room? No. They had a big smile on their face. <laughs> True. You're, uh, all right, so I'm going to guess. One of the kids made it in. Right. It's uh, easy to figure out. It's easy to figure out. I'm going to go with uh, Jamal, the black one close. Uh, this is no affirmative action there. No, I will go with, uh, let's see, uh, Jordan, um, and uh, Jordan is very outgoing. No, uh, Douglas is a really outgoing one. Oh, I mean, Douglas is outgoing. Uh, Paulina is uh, fairly outgoing. Social. And uh, Jordan just uh, cleaves uh, to, to, to your wife's bosom. To the computer. Oh, the computer. Yeah. Oh, well, now I'm confused. Wait, he's four years old, and he... Oh, he's been to do a computer since he was two. I'll bet that he's the one that got in then. <laughs> Surprise. He is, yeah. Oh, really? Well, uh, the fact they right. knew Microsoft Word at age four was uh, yeah. probably impressive. So he's in, and uh, Paulina and Douglas are out. Yeah, or yeah. not in. Don't, please Aww. don't make me feel like that. <laughs> not in. I'm sure there's a uh, school for, uh, like, uh, retarded kids or something that they could go to, right, Drew? Yeah. No. Uh, so they'll go to another school. Uh Something. We'll, we got to really sit down and think this one. Oh, and Drew's on, like, the Is board really over there. Is it expensive per year? Oh, yeah. Is it? Because oh, yeah. I had a friend that had a no, son going to school. It's like, insane. He was like three years old, and it was like ten grand a year. Or something. It is insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. I, and already for preschool, we pay just just ins- huge amounts of money. But oh, really, you know I, I am totally impressed with the quality of education of the Great. very young child right now. I mean, it is it is so sophisticated psychologically. Mm-hmm. And extremely appropriate, I think, academically. I mean, really, I, I didn't know I could be so impressed with the, the and, and think it was so important at that age. Mm. It really is. Yeah. I mean, think about it, it's the foundation. You're not going to get any return out of those kids, though, Drew. I mean, they're not going to pay you back, are they? No. no. So it's a pretty bad investment. It's not an investment. Oh, it isn't? It's an investment in the country. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 uh, Drew thinks he's in England. Uh, Lydia. Yes, hi. Hi. You're 16. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, first of all, I just wanted to say how important I think it is for you guys to be doing something like this and that especially my generation really needs somebody like you guys um, keeping them straight and a real role model instead of somebody on a TV show or something. Uh, well, we have a TV show. Well, okay, well. <laughs> oh, anyway, but I know what you mean. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm sort of skeptical, and I was wondering just about your guys' opinion. Um, what do you guys think about love? Or do you think it's sort of the, the myth of our society, and especially teenage love? Hold on. Uh, Lydia, how old are you? Are you 16 or 61? There's a typo on the screen here. I'm 16. You're 16. And uh, you're sitting around uh, reading uh, Nietzsche and uh, contemplating your mortality? Yeah, I'm actually reading Nietzsche right now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, are you? I'm yeah, reading about the free spirit. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Let's I'm not just, like, uh, I want to do a whole show on my intuitive intelligence, Drew. I want to uh, divide, a uh, Friday. <laughs> a whole two hours just on me. Yes, uh, I'm the dumb one. Please. Sidekick. Uh, I'm the sidekick. All right, so what's up with you? You, um, you're into the Wicca? Uh, well, no, I just. I don't know. I just... A little bit? I was reading that stuff when I was 16. You're not into Wicca? No. Are you overweight? No. Really? No. No, I haven't. There's no excuse for you to be sitting home reading Nietzsche. No, I don't sit at home and read Nietzsche, actually. I just... We're studying it in school, and I love it. I do go out. I'm I'm a raver. I go out. I I have friends. You're what? A raver. A raver. I go to rave. Oh, I swear to God, she said raper. So did I. I'm... No, Raver. <laughs> Raver. Uh, so try to try uh, to ask that question in a, in a more clear way, in a one already, sentence. Well, I don't know. I guess I was just looking around at my school the other day, and and all of you're the questioning the reality of love, teenage love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is mostly lust and infatuation. That is true, and it is, and it is part of the developmental process of refocusing your energies on your peers. Uh, and it's it's a relatively immature process. I mean, you you you're sort of leaving your parents, and now your peers become more important to you, and your sexual energies and your your need for interpersonal contact is now met from your, by your peers. And it's an immature process. It's just beginning to really evolve at that age, and it seems very intense. And it feels like it's never happened to anybody else before because it's never happened to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the biology is extremely intense at that age. I mean, it, as you get in older, some of that biology actually wears off. Yeah, once the biology is gone, um, the that sort of driven passion thing, uh, that crazy love, uh, it tends to uh, go with the biology. It, it sort of needs uh, raging hormones to push it along, or at least uh, a psychotic mind. I, I, I you know, I, this sounds negative, but here's what I'm saying. When I was, uh, you know, in my late teens, if I was into somebody, I was into somebody in like a scary, mm-hmm. powerful driven, uh, all-encompassing way. And if you saw them with somebody else or things didn't go on, you'd get, like, physically ill. I mean, your yeah. stomach would hurt, you might vomit, uh, you couldn't sleep, uh, what have you. Uh, now that the biology's out of me, but <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, I like her, okay, she's great. But uh, you don't have that, uh, you know, uh, that same sort of uh, some teen of angst thing. Yeah, some of it is a psychology. You know, the clinging a, both of you are so unromantic. I completely disagree with them. Go ahead. Go, go. go. Yeah. No, I mean, I tell. I mean, my movies are totally like this too. They're just all about love and the search for love and the need for people to connect on a really true and pure level. I mean, 
Uh, I agree with you. And I don't think it matters if you're 16 or 17. Or oh, I actually, I actually, agree, I agree with the point that I believe if we don't pay attention to that, uh, there's no hope for society. I mean, that's the only hope for for our stability of our families. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we need to actually um, sort of defer to women's sensibilities in these connections and uh, not be so focused as a society on doing it the way men have always done it or think they should be able to do it. Well, what about a man with woman sensibilities like yourself? Would we defer to you? You would, yes. All right. Uh, no, I've gone from wanting uh, people to love me to wanting people to pay me. <laughs> True. Come on. You know that uh, there's a transformation in that. Because uh, money equals love in, uh, in the adult world. But, but right. say more. Is there more to that? Well, I'll tell you what. We've we got to go to break. No. Hey, listen. Listen. They're not going anywhere. Right. This is good radio. People right. hang around. They want to hear what uh, Greg has yeah, to say. Yeah. Makes i got to hang around, too, though. Makes uh, passionate uh, films, and uh, here's a man who has some insight. So uh, we will hear that. And uh, it better be decent, Craig. I can't hear that news for you. Yeah, uh, all after this. <laughs> Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stop and love and line. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not street like me. Thank goodness football season is finally here and no matter what you're into we've got you covered we've got the self-titled ross tucker football podcast if you want to know what's going on in the nfl we've got the fantasy feast if you want to make sure you are best prepared for your fantasy team this year or how about the even money podcast for those of you that like to wager on the games available now Available now. at podcast1.com that's podcastone.com got a problem Tell us. This is Loveline on 98 KUPD. All right, we're here with uh, Kathleen Robertson from uh, formerly of uh, 90210 and uh, Greg Araki, the uh, filmmaker. And uh, we're talking about uh, Nowhere. And uh, there's Dr. Drew, and I is Adam Carolla, and we'll, we'll, we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. Uh, Kathleen and Greg are here from uh, nowhere. And the phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. And the uh, premiere was, uh, our premiere party was uh, on Monday, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, quite a party. Yes. Uh, where, was, where was it at? The, the premiere was at um, Sunset 5, and the party was at Luna Park. Uh, uh, Sunset Five is the one that's uh, right, uh, just it's like where the Virgin Megastore is, right at the corner of Crescent Heights. Right. And, uh, Sunset, that big huge. It's a good place to begin. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, so you really go in any direction, and uh, you're going to find a bar. That's uh, right. And uh, who uh, give us some of the uh, notables who are at the uh, premiere? It was quite an exciting uh, affair. Um, All Paul was there. Courtney was there. Smith Mathis, uh, who was that? Jacqueline Bissett was there, right? Yeah, Jacqueline yeah. Really? Sort of a s Surprise. Yeah. Virtually the whole cast. <laughs> no, I mean, Everybody from the movie was there. Yeah. 
And all the, uh, all the, um, uh, everybody who's been here <laughs> was there. Mm -hmm. the, the oh, yeah, yeah, thing. because they had that, uh, thing over, was it Planet Hollywood, uh, yeah. uh on that Tuesday? Was, was right. Tuesday. Right. And we've been doing for, it seems like, months, <laughs> the promotional things for November, so. mm. And, uh, it seems like, uh, I don't know why, I was just, uh, watching TV and seeing, uh, you know, Billy Crystal and, uh, Robin, uh, Robin Williams out uh, on like a was there on an episode of uh, was it was it Friends? Mm -hmm. No, was it tonight, Friends? Tonight was Friends. No, I thought uh, tonight really? I saw Friends. They were well, on Friends. We, oh yeah, it was Friends. They're a competition for opening weekend, so we don't like to talk about them. <laughs> uh, uh, here's my here's my thing. Uh, they're guilty. They're hiding something, or they wouldn't go on Friends. I mean, a, a bad a bad piece of work. Yeah. When has Billy Crystal and uh, Robin Williams ever gone out and been on a uh, sitcom to promote a movie? Yeah, it's a dud. Or they wouldn't be out uh, pushing so hard. Uh, they sitting in these seats like last year? Oh, would that be huge? You know those guys? <laughs> no. No, this, and th this film opens uh, in like the top 20 markets uh, tomorrow. No, it opens in L.A. and New York first, and then from there, platform. Oh, I swear to God, I hear something different every night. I, I, uh, didn't this is right from the director's so All right. Yeah, this is, it was, yeah, it's opening first in L.A. and New York, and then from there, it's platforming to other cities. You know, San Francisco, Boston. Uh, right, and we'll uh, keep going uh, through the summer. Yeah. And I guess um, your hope is, on a, on a movie uh, like this, is to get the word of mouth out there into uh and it's a good time for this uh with the likes of uh, you know sling blade and uh, many other movies that well what was what was the budget on this uh, film uh, the film has a, a much lower budget than people think because the film has a real super um sumptuous kind of style and stuff yeah it's real rich looking yeah but the budget was only like a million dollars really because uh do now, now, like when a guy like uh, John Ritter comes on and, and does something like this, is there a defer payment thing? Is he doing it because it's a cool project and he wants to move uh, move away from the Jack Tripper stereotype, or what's in it for him? <laughs> yeah, we were really, really lucky with the cast because you know, Christina, you know, John Ritter, all these people um, really were there because they were into the project and really loved the script. Had faith in me as director to make something interesting, and and particularly, um, John Ritter is very interested in doing more independent work now, and not just. And he's uh, like a, an evangelist in this, right? Yeah, he plays Moses Helper. He, uh, he's so great. And he's an evil kind of televangelist who uh, sort of brainwashes these these lost. He's uh, he's a real good guy. Uh, because I did a, a TV thing with him once where we, uh, like six months ago, where we went to Florida for a week. We got to hang out a little bit. And he's the nicest guy you're ever going to want to meet. And he's a real talented guy, too. Uh, more so, uh, people are finding this out uh, lately, <laughs> it seems. And, you know, it's funny in our society that if you're good at one thing, uh, you're sort of condemned at another. I mean, he went on, uh, he did the Threes Company, uh, they handed him the script, he did as good a job as he's going to do uh, with the script. He did a great job. He was handed, uh -huh. but but uh, then ten years later, it's like, ah, it's just John Ritter, all he can do is uh, is a sitcom. Uh, you know, why do we damn a guy uh, for doing a good job uh, in one medium and, 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 and say that he can't work in another? This is why Kathleen is leaving her show. Oh, I say that. it's, it's more than, it's <laughs> you mean that show you're doing in Canada? 
It's more that people get, the audience gets uh, pigeonholes, the people that come into the living room every so often I mean, as being that person, that do. character. I mean, people really, you know, I, I did um, Tom Snyder last night, and, I mean, people were calling up, and they really think that it is you. They ask you questions, you know, why, does your, why do you do this and why do you do that? They don't. They can't differentiate. It's very strange. Right. It People's probably means uh, it's a combination of you doing a good job and then being really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> probably more like the latter. Chase uh, Kathleen to the mall going, Claire, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Leave. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a name. Uh, but I'm thinking of Brandon. <laughs> Leave Brandon alone. All right, uh, 90210, uh, Greg Araki's here, done uh, many, uh, many, uh, what, what is this, your seventh film? My sixth, sixth movie, film. yes. Okay, uh, I like to call them films, I believe they are. <laughs> Willie, 19. Yeah, uh, hey Adam, hey Drew, mm. um, hey uh, Kathleen and Greg. Greg, I just want to tell you, I love your movies, um, totally oh, effed up, was awesome. Thank love you. that movie. Um, what I'm calling about is, okay. I'm gay. I've been out of the closet for like two years, okay? And uh, I've been going to these youth groups at the uh, Gay and Lesbian Center in Orange County for like seven months. It's a great anyway. center. Huh? That I've, we've, I've, we've had a relationship with that center for many, many years. It's, it's a great place. Very good and uh, some of the best air hockey I've ever played uh, was over at the uh, Gay and Lesbian right, Youth Center. It's a great place, County. I think. Anyway, um, I've been going there for a while, and uh, I can't seem to like socialize with people, and I don't... What I do mean, you mean? I, I've come to a point in my life where I'm pretty happy with myself and uh, you know I think it's time to start dating but I don't know how to like approach people you've never had a, a partner no I never have mm. and the people at these groups can't uh, give you advice um, see that's the thing I don't even speak out at these groups I just kind of sit there and just listen to everybody uh, you have you ever had a heterosexual relationship um, no I haven't you've never had a gay relationship no. do you have no any gay friends at all uh, yeah I have a couple gay friends why can't you male or female uh, male. Yeah. And why don't you go with them to clubs or something, or parties where you're going to meet other gay people? Yes, I thought about it. I have, like, one gay friend, and he's, like, he's totally, like, promiscuous, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't want to be like that. I just right, want, but, you know. but it doesn't necessarily mean he hangs around only with that kind of person. True, you know. But. Why do you think you haven't had an experience with either sex? How, long have, you, how long have you known you were gay? Um, since I can remember, basically. How old did you say you were? 19. 19. What are you afraid of? Um, I'm not sure. I have this problem with uh, self-esteem. I've had it for like a long time. Uh, anyway, I've, like I said, um, I'm to a point in my life where I'm pretty happy right now, but it, the self-esteem's still kind of low. What's wrong with that? Where's that come from? Where does it come from? Yeah. Um, that I don't know, because um, I think I might have been molested when I was younger, as a child, but I don't know if I was for sure, so I, I don't really want to say that I was, you know. But uh, I'm um, kind of overweight. I lost about, like, 40 pounds within, like, last year. Um, mm. I'm still kind of overweight. But I think that's where the self-esteem is coming from. Well, yeah, but uh, it could be argued that the self-esteem is what caused you to balloon up in the first place. Uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. You know, you know what I'm saying? At least it perpetuates the esteem problems. Uh, who do you think that. molested you? Uh, I think it's just, I'm throwing it out there. I think it might have been uh, my mom's father. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's your biological uh, grandfather? Yeah, it is. I don't like to call him a grandfather because I don't consider him that. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> if, if you don't consider him your grandfather, there's probably some molestation going on. Yeah, no, yeah I have a real think, problem with him. How can you think that you were molested? I don't understand that. Excuse me? 
how do you you aren't sure if you were molested or I'm not because I, I've had like weird dreams where I've had like flashbacks of it, you know, where I picture myself as like a little kid and I'm being molested by somebody, but I don't know who. I mean, is he wearing a uh, cardigan sm uh, sweater that smells no. like a pipe? No, he's not. Uh, uh, probably wasn't. But yeah, but um, and it's just weird things. And I've read books on molestation and everything, and it just it sounds seems, right to you. Yeah, those symptoms yeah. are like the same thing I've been going yeah. through like my whole life. So it may may be more fear of intimacy that's really at the core of why you keep yourself overweight and why you're afraid to speak out and why you have trouble uh, making new connections. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you're 19. Uh, you're 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 getting into some uh, uncharted uh, territory for yourself, and you know it's a long. Uh, it's it's just a healing process, right, Willie? I mean, it takes some time. You're doing the right thing. You're going uh, to the uh, youth group. Right. Is it a youth group? Yeah, it is. Youth group. When are you when are you not youth anymore? You're 19. They should kick your ass right out of there. You should be hanging out at a gay bar. It goes to like 25, I think. And it's it's only going to be through relationships with other people that you're going to develop and uh, sort of get over, so to speak, some of these esteem issues and certainly improve your ability to have intimacy and not be so frightened by it. Right. I just don't, like I said, I don't know how to approach you somebody. Just, you got to put yourself out there. I think you, this reminds me of your friend uh, up north that, that won't get it, finish his degree. He makes perfect sense, Willie does, and he sounds like he's ready to do it, but I wonder if he's able to do it, going to do it. Uh, probably not for a while. I mean, there's this whole thing, uh, this went on in my own life, where you, uh, here, here's the stages of life, um, and hopefully you get to the third stage. Uh, there's a stage where you're, uh, someone F's you up, and you're screwed up, and your head's spinning around. Then, hopefully you graduate to the stage where you know you're effed up, but there's really not much you can do about it. And then if you uh, don't kill yourself during that torturous stage, you get to the point where you actually do something about it, and then you're in great shape because you've been there, you've worked through it, and now uh, no one can touch you. Uh, you're Intellectually, you're there. Uh, but can you make the uh, trans, uh, transmit, uh, sorry, uh, transition? Uh, to the uh, to the guy who can go out and you know uh, interact and get dates and have a relationship and so forth. Uh, I'm sure you will. It's just uh, it's going to be a transition. Yeah, I just know it's going to take some time. All right, and you're young. Yeah, you're only 19. Right. And does the center have this, like some kind of counseling or something? Um, I think they do provide counseling. But you got to speak up, Willie. You got to assert yourself. Don't be afraid. It's all right. All right. All right. All right thanks a lot. All right, Willie. Bye. All right. Oh. They sounded all right. What goes on there at the uh, center, Drew? They have lots of services. They do? Yeah. Like, uh, they have, like, recreation and stuff, too? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure they want something. I mean, it's mostly a s place to socialize. It's gay and uh, lesbian. Lesbian? Yeah. So there's a bunch of guys, like, uh, I mean, a bunch of, bunch of women uh, showing guys how to play sports and stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> doesn't like any of that stereotypical. <laughs> you know I'm right, though. You know the women are just kicking the guy's ass in the softball team. Get closer to him when you hit him. <laughs> Sergio, ow. Hey, listen, don't listen to Drew. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll fire him and get the Dr. Dina Dell in here in a heartbeat. <laughs> and show the ratings are going through the roof. Sergio, 21. Yo, hey. Hey. Yo. Yo. Uh, yeah, I got a problem uh, with the uh, oral happies there. I want to know what... Happies uh, is herpes. I insist on everyone calling happy it happies. Yes, sir. In love lines. Right. It, uh, it's like uh, ridiculous and rococulous. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to invent a new language here. It makes people feel more comfortable about it. What, what would you rather have, herpes or happies? 
neither. <laughs> All right, but at least the hampies, you, you, mm. there's, it's not stigmatized. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. That broke out in the hampies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what, uh, what kind of treatment is there? Uh, is there anything that aggravates the situation? Uh, yeah, I mean, sun uh, exposure, UV exposure tends to activate them. Okay. Uh, Can UV make it through your shorts, Drew? Yeah, sometimes. They can't. Sometimes. So if you had uh, the Mo genital no, happies... No, for the mo well, no, no. Mostly, for the most part, it would not get through a bathing suit. He's asking about oral, though, right? I understand that. Yeah, he is asking for oral. Oh, that. oral. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, is, uh, any kind of irritation or stress can bring it out. Uh -huh. Another viral illness, like a cold, sometimes will activate it. Okay. There are good medications out there for it. Zovrax is as much as anything uh, quite good. There's now Famvir and Valtrex. Okay, but like uh, any type of home remedies or anything like that? No. Although I'm gonna get a million calls saying that. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, you take uh, a little no, cod liver oil. No, no, you no. put just a shot of uh, turpentine in it, and uh, you mix that with the aloe vera. Yeah. There's an amino acid you can take that might have some benefit. I, it's not stood up to scientific scrutiny. And these pills, the other antiviral medications, work very nicely. There's a new ointment that's going to be coming out very soon. Another antiviral ointment that is going to be superior to Zovrax for topical for apply, you know, applying right on the wound. Uh, will work probably about as well as the uh, pills. Okay, and I'm like, how contagious is it when it's not? Probably not you know, very. Hard to predict how contagious. Because, you know, like, I don't want to give it to, you know, any my lady friends. Well, your name is Sergio, so I'm guessing you do well with the ladies. <laughs> uh, am I right, Serge? Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Isn't it the kind of thing, though, that you're almost predisposed to it? Because I did a film once with this actor who had a huge cold sore on his lip and I had to do a kissing scene with him. Mm. I said, can we not postpone it like two weeks from now, something, I don't want to get this. And I, I mean, we did it and I never got it. You're lucky. Yeah. Who it's, was it's this more, guy? Oh, he was some Canadian guy. Uh-huh. Alan Thicke? No, he's no. like this young Canadian kid. Uh, I consider Alan Thicke a young uh, You know, Canadian most people kid. have some form of herpes in their mouth, and they, it, it right. could probably give you some <coughs> some kind of an immunity against getting another or a different viral uh, type. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So it may just be protected in some level. Maybe uh, Kathleen has the serum uh, within her <laughs> saliva. Maybe we should uh, tap her uh, like uh, like a syrup, like a maple tree or something. Hey, you know about the maple tree tapping. Yes, I do. Uh, you know the, tr uh, the uh, country's uh, in trouble when their biggest export is uh, syrup, uh, by the way. They just stick a tap right inside the oh, tree, Drew. Uh, people don't believe me. I, I, was, went, I went to college in that area. That's where they used to go out in October and do people on big, the big rituals they go do. Mm -hmm. that. And you put like a big stack of pancakes underneath. <laughs> you have to just stand there with uh, Johnny, with a big stack of uh, flapjacks. But seriously, they just take a uh, like a spigot. Uh -huh. it, it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yes, and when yes. you're growing, like when we were growing up, every year in school, we would go to we would go and do it ourselves. <laughs> oh, it's a big deal, a huge big deal, deal. To, to drink apple cider and, mm -hmm. and get maple syrup in the fall in New England. Mm -hmm. big what deal. a what Ritual. a country that Canada is. It really <laughs> <Right>. is. Uh, <laughs> here, the rituals are, are like, uh, all right, we're having another earthquake drill. Wow. Uh, uh, and uh, and and stay down there because we're also doing a drive-by drill. Uh, but in Canada, uh, we're going to go tap them. We're going to skip to the, uh, well, all right, once around the maple, and then everyone to the maple tree. <laughs> when does that stuff come out of there? You mean how long does it have to be in there? No, I mean, what, what is the month uh, you tap? Oh, October, isn't it? It's, like, it's October. It's, uh, it's autumn. Yeah. And uh, you feel all right about it. See, for me, uh, I love the maple syrup, uh, but I also like uh, the bacon with the maple syrup, but I don't want to see the pig. 
Canadian bacon. Uh, to me, it's like uh, seeing the pig being slaughtered, tamping that tree. It's uh, you know, it's the life's blood of the tree that you're sucking tree, out of there, or, or, or uh, the blood the in the best case scenario it could be semen. Do you hear the trees talking to you or anything, Adam? Is that uh, if I was in the forest, if no one was in the forest, uh, would you hear the trees talking to Adam? That is uh, the question that Nietzsche raises. Erika, mm -hmm. or Erica, yeah. or what is it? Erica. Oh, sorry. 19. Right. What's up? Okay. Um, well, tonight uh, my parents had some violent fighting, and this has happened before, but I was wondering what I, as a daughter, should do, um, how, sh how I should react to this. Get away. What? Just get out. Oh, that's noble. What kind of uh, violence? Um, well, see, I'm not really sure. Okay, I'm, I'm just at home for the summer from college, so I'm not really worried. After this, I'm not going to live at home anymore. But I'm also wondering, like, what I should tell my little brother, you know, how oh. he should react to this. How old is he? He is um, 16. No, mm. uh, you, you take him back with you and let a uh, frat raise him. He, he'd be better off. What, what kind of violence? Well... Okay, I wasn't sure tonight because usually I, I run to go see what they're doing and I yell at them to stop, but tonight I just sat in my room and just kind of listened to it downstairs. I just heard some banging and stuff, and then I went downstairs and, like, the lazy boy downstairs was turned over, um, and so I'm not exactly sure what happened, but they're both okay because I asked my mom, are you and dad okay? And she just, you know, she she wasn't like, I mean, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But is it your dad that's uh, violent toward your mom usually? Yeah. Because yeah. uh -huh. then, you know, the fact that the lazy boy was turned over says to me that uh, that was your mom's work. I, your I dad know. would not go for his beloved lazy boy and damage that in any way. Yeah, well, because my dad was sitting in it when the fight started. Oh, uh, she probably did that thing where she pushed him over backwards. I, don't, I really don't know. All right. Uh, listen, you need to tell your parents to grow up. Yeah, well, I've told them that, but... It, they, they don't do. How long have they been together? Uh, uh, a long time. They've been um, for 20 years. Do they need a divorce? Uh, no, I, I don't know. Oh. They will never get a divorce. How long have you been back in town? I've only been back in town for... I got back on Sunday night. I was just thinking, this is a horrible omen. Uh, you're back in town uh, 36 hours and a brawl breaks out in the living room. And uh, you have three and a half months of this to look forward to. I just want to go back to California, basically. Have they ever had any kind of counseling, marriage um, Yeah, when I was younger, we went to counseling, and it was really stupid because we got there, and they wouldn't, and they all of a sudden pretended like everything was fine. They just told the counselor, oh, we're just interested in making our family better. Who forced you to go to counseling? Was this, uh... My, well, my parents wanted to go. Oh, they wanted to go, but then they didn't want to do anything when they got right. there. So then the counselor got me alone in the room, and I kind of was telling them a little bit about what was going on. I was only, like... 13 at this time, and see, I don't think my parents told them anything when we were there. Mm -hmm. So I don't. They they just think they think it's normal. They think all couples do this, and maybe they do. I mean, I don't know. No, I they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. No. Don't think this is normal behavior. No. Don't conduct your relationships like this. Well, because I just basically I'm never gonna get married. I don't think just because mm. I don't wanna. Yeah, you see what you do, mm. uh, and when you uh, when you, uh, you 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 leave such a horrible taste in the uh, mouth of your children when you carry on in this uh, despicable fashion, uh, that they then uh, are polluted in their relationships. I mean, you know, whether it's fighting in front of them or uh, the worst case scenario, which is the uh, molestation or something, the kids basically uh, use their parents as examples. Uh, this is why I can't carry on a good relationship. My, my parents were so damn screwed up 
that I had such a poor example of, uh, of a couple that I'm uh, forever tainted. But uh, there's something sane about me saying that, uh, which makes it all right. So you say. Yeah, so I say. Uh, Erica. Yeah. Thank God I have an obsession with pornography. Oh, if it wasn't for that, it'd be totally insane. I'm only acting out on myself. <laughs> and the hamper, depending on what you count. All right, Erica. Uh, you talk to them and say for the sake of uh, the 16-year-old. Yeah. Uh, tell him uh, he's going gay, uh, you're going lesbian, and uh, you're thinking of starting a relationship together. And the uh, only heterosexual relationship you're going to have is with your brother. And if there is anything uh, that goes on where your mother is being, anybody's hitting each other, or somebody is uh, being physically call assaulted, the cops. call the police. Yes. yes. Yeah. Do you have other brothers and sisters, or is it just your one brother? Erica? Uh, yeah. You have other brothers and sisters? Um, I have an older half-brother and an older half-sister My dad from my dad's first marriage. Hey, he's been married to her for 20 years, and he has uh, another marriage under his belt. He's right, my, right now my mom is 39 and my dad's 48. Uh-huh. And so he was married before. All right. Well, at least he's slowing down. They're out of the house. And, I mean, one of them's married. And All right. Well, maybe you can call uh, one of the guys or one of the girls if you have a decent relationship with them and say, uh, listen, call and give Pops a call and see if you can straighten him out a little bit. Well, I think my parents would be really mad if I talked to... All right, if you want to round them. All right, then just go to the one who uh, you can talk to, I'm guessing Mom, and uh, sit her down and explain uh, you're out of the house nine months out of the year, but the little brother's going to go bad. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, really well, listen, we're not coming over. That's all you're getting. <laughs> okay. All right, Erica. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, we'll be back. Film Vault. Best time of the year for movies, Brian. It is. We're in it. We are in it. We got you covered. We're seeing them all a lot of times before they come out. We're knee deep, nay, waist deep, nay, neck deep in great movies. Right. What? Why would you say like, Why? like that? What? I'm trying to give a visual approximation of how many movies we are we are in right now. Every week we're covering movies that are in theaters that you should be seeing. We're talking about movies that are streaming. We're talking about movies that are worthy of sending away for. We got you covered. As well as doing a top five every single week. Yeah. So there's a new, old, classic, everything you possibly want out of movies right here on the Film Vault. That's why they call it the Film Vault. Yeah, it's a vault of film. On Podcast One. That's O-N-E. Hi, this is Thomas Calabro, Dr. Michael Mancini from Melrose Place, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right. Uh, what the hell did that one come from, Engineer Mike? Uh, Thomas Calabro. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a million years. All right. We're sitting here with uh, Kathleen Robertson and Greg Araki here to talk uh, about Nowhere, uh, Greg's uh, sixth film. He's done uh, Totally Effed Up, uh, Doom Generation. And uh, this is sort of the uh, third in that uh, trilogy. This is the grand finale of the Teen Apocalypse trilogy. Right. And then it's, uh, then he'll make the smooth transition into the gay western as soon as he's uh, done with this. What is your next uh, film? Obviously, 
you've been done with this one for a little while. Yeah, I'm working on a, a variety of uh, things at the moment, so we'll see which. Do we'll you see. write your own stuff? Yeah, I write, direct, edit, do the whole thing. So oh, mm-hmm. uh. that's why they take so long. That's, that's it's so. Take. I mean, when we were shooting the, the film too, it's he's such a strange, totally weird director to work with because I mean, he literally picks everything. He'll decides what color nail polish you wear. Like, I wore a wig. He, like, designed the wig I wore. I mean, everything. The color of the wallpaper, the bedspread. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.